Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is start thinking bigger, praying bigger, expecting bigger, because God wants to take you where you've never been. But I promise that's going to come with a lot of fear. A lot of resistance. Sometimes we really do want something, but fear outweighs our desires. And so to combat that, you have to start thinking bigger, praying bigger, and expecting bigger. Remember, God wants to take you where you've never been. Start today. Now let's get into this week's episode. Capri is a spiritual life coach on a mission to help you understand the power of your mind and how to use it to connect to the universe so you can raise in consciousness and start to live the life you were made for. In 2015, she began to understand this very thing and went from being depressed for 15 years, miscarriages, and hysterectomy to finding meaning and purpose leading her to become a sought-after coach across the globe. She wants you to know that the steps to overcoming fear with faith and creating personal transformation is simpler than you think. Hello, my love. How are you? Amazing. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, I'm amazing. I'm, I'm so glad we decided to hit record because we launched into it just as we always do. And it's like, wait, no, let's hit record. I learned that from Patrice. So. <laughs> I'm so because I'm so excited to have you um, on the podcast. So just so they know, um, I was talking to Capri just on a regular, like, I guess a few weeks ago like now. I feel like I'm derobing. I'm not. I'm just undoing my shirt so that I can sit <laughs> more comfortably. I don't know yeah. why I brought it up in the first place, but yes, well, carry on. And I was like, Capri, everybody needs to hear this. Like everybody needs to hear this and so she graciously agreed to come into the podcast so this is how you guys are about to get this goody goody goodness so I'm gonna tell you now I normally always tell you in the comments but I'm gonna tell you now pause us and go get pen and paper like you'll thank me later you're welcome in advance right I got it <laughs> so um so Capri, they've already gotten your official bio and things, but I always like for people to come in and tell the good people who you are and what you do. Hey, hey. Firstly, you are gracious enough to invite me onto your podcast. I feel really blessed to be here, but I also am so grateful we get to record this conversation because it's so often where I have conversations with people and we're like, we should have recorded that. So I'm so glad we decided to do this. Um, who am I? I know that on this side of it, it looks like she's a guest and she might have all of her stuff together. Let me tell you, this is not where it began and I do not have it all together as we're going to figure out today. Um, my journey began in 2015. I was actually standing in my kitchen at the time and I just taken my antidepressant and I remember thinking, I don't want to do this anymore because I've been taking antidepressants for 15 years. And by that point, I was actually taking antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, pain meds, um, beta blockers, like, because each pill led to its own symptom. And I'd also had five miscarriages and a hysterectomy by this point. And I was so done. I was, I was done. Um, and so I went to, I arranged an appointment at my doctor's as I do. And I remember thinking, these pills aren't working. And I spoke to the doctor and I said, I, can't, I don't want to do pills anymore. These pills aren't working. And he said, let's change your dosage or change your pills. And I said, I'm done. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I know now what that instinctive no to him was because I, for so many years, thought my doctor has all my answers. And so Mm -hmm. um, I'm so grateful that I heard the voice within us all that we often shun. Um, But I heard it and I came home and I spoke to my husband and I said, I need to get away. I need, I need change. Like I, I knew something, I knew something had to change. So I did what any, any smart person does. <laughs> we decided I'd go to America for a couple of months because my grandparents live out there. I had a friend that lived out there. And I just, like, even when I think about it now, I'm, I'm like, oh, my days, that was the beginning of it all. Like, God was showing me that you're about to, things are going to change. I, I just thought this random stuff was happening. I know now I was manifesting it. And so, like, I'm talking business class trips. I'm talking amazing stuff happening. My own driver in L.A., I'm, I'm not friends with this person anymore. But, again, that's, again that, that all comes under this whole thing that we're going to talk about today. But I had an amazing time out there. And I actually was in Pasadena, and I just had a beautiful sunset dinner with my cousin and her friends. And, I mean... It was exquisite. If you imagine like fairy lights and dusk and just, you know, like this pink beige rose kind of color all around you, it was exquisite. And we had such an amazing conversation. And I went back to my hotel and my cousin added me to a group that they were a part of and they were all saying how much they enjoyed my company, how much they loved me being there. And I remember thinking, and I sat on the edge of my bed and I remember thinking, wow, but do they not know how messed up I feel inside? Like at this point, I was suicidal ideation was, was at its highest for me. I was battling to live a life I didn't want to live, but I didn't want to end it because I was scared up until that moment and I decided I was done. And so, and it was more scared about because I didn't want to leave my husband. Like he is the thing that saved me over and over. So anyway, uh, I look over at my suitcase and I think, yeah, depression isn't going to take a holiday because I have. And I realized that I didn't want to live it anymore. And so I decided I was going to end my life that year. So I came home and I started making plans and I wrote my husband a letter and I put it in my desk drawer because I was so scared of when it might happen. Like it just felt like it was getting closer and closer. I understand now it's like ego death. That's what I was experiencing in that moment. But um, so I went home to England uh, because I live in Ireland right now. My brother came to pick me up like it's my brother is like my son. He's 10 years younger than me. He is somebody who I've always had a very we've had a really tight relationship in that he can always be honest and I can always be honest with him. And he's a human just like everybody else. And we we don't there's no judgment. We, We see that in each other. Anyway, he picked me up and just something said, tell him, tell him how you feel. And I just looked at him and I said, and like, if I could tell you what it looked like in my head, it was just dark and gray and dull. Like it, that's what it felt like. My heart felt heavy. Like I felt so heavy. And I looked at him and I said, I can't do this life thing much longer. And he looked at me and went, what the F are you talking about? Can't do this life thing much longer. When was the last time you said thank you for anything in your life? And I looked at him like really shocked. It's a pattern interrupt when someone gets in your head, like they they change it. And he was like, and I was like, and it's funny because I'd started saying, and now that I look at my Facebook posts, I had started to say gratitude earlier that year because I was experiencing this magic not knowing what it was. Anyway, he was like, you have married a saint. (laughs) 
Yeah, and he's right, I have. Um, and he was like, you've married a saint, you live in a beautiful part of the world, you have a lovely home. When was the last time you said thank you? And I looked at him and went, but do you not know my, do you not know my victim story? Do you not know? Like I smile about it now, but I was genuinely like, do you not know how, how utterly, like my whole story, do you not know? A movie could be written about my story. Like I've had miscarriages and a hysterectomy and I, I married a white boy and I got absolutely kind of destroyed for it for a little while, right? And he was like, yeah, but you, and, and I called off my engagement when I was 19 and that just further kind of like, I, like I, I was engaged and married at 19, I called it off. And that further kind of cemented this black sheep identity that I'd been developing for so long. And he was like, you calling off your engagement in 19 meant that you were free. No one was ever going to tell you what to do. You choosing to marry a white boy meant that you were liberated to find love. No one was going to tell you who you needed to marry. You being the black sheep of the family meant that you never conformed to what everybody else was conforming to. You are liberated. Conquer this and you'll conquer your world. He changed so much for me in that conversation. He started talking to me about God, about universal principles, about the mind, about growth and fixed mindsets. Just completely, like my whole world changed. And he switched this lens of darkness that I'd been viewing my life through for God knows how long, at least two decades. And he gave me a lens of colour. We pulled up outside mum and dad's house. But I'm telling you that last 40 minutes of my journey, it was like it went from black and white to colour. My whole life changed. And where I went to thinking this was the last time I was going to visit home, I realised that this was the start of my whole new life. My whole new life. And so everything that I'm going to talk to you about today is going to be about how I navigated then, after two weeks, Jatia, after two weeks, what I did uh, that night, let me tell you, that night when we pulled up at my, my mom and dad's house, I started doing gratitude and meditation. And within two weeks, I rang the doctors, arranged an appointment, and I said, I'm giving up the pills. He said, we need to come off them bit by bit. And I said, I'm done. I'm tapping into something greater. I'm done. And I kid you not, like I then, that led to a spiritual awakening, a drug withdrawal, and a nervous breakdown. And I kid you not, I would do it all over again because I found something from within me that is bigger. And I say this to my clients, it's bigger than anything that you might think afflicts you. When you have faith, you're, 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 you're handled. Everything's handled. And I know that. But it doesn't mean that I'm not a human and I don't experience what happens when you choose growth. And I'm going through it right now and we'll talk about it and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it all over again. So it's like, the, this is divine. This conversation is divine. Oh, I'm okay. You know how my brain goes, do, 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 do. So I have so many thoughts. One, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and mainly just because, like you said, people always think, when they, when you've made it right. And they see you, they feel like it's always been that way. And I'm always telling people that the good and the bad happens for you, not to you. And it prepares you to do what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Because y'all, Capri is amazing at what she does. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that you you keep saying I'm human, I love it because for so many, and especially my multi-passionists, we always have the conversation about when you naturally do what you do, you're like, I don't know how I do this thing. Like, how do I make money doing this thing? Because I don't know what I do. And everybody else on the outside is like, oh my God, that thing that you do is so, and you're like, but what is it? And what did I do? And so- I love that now 
you have a process, but you shared that then you were doing the thing and didn't know you were doing the thing. And it's led you to now. And so, you know, I'm always saying the clarity's in the doing. So you have to do the doing and you started doing that exact same night, right? Yeah. It's taking action. And actually, Jatia, I'm going to go back a little bit. I started being. We have been conditioned in the West that we have to have the thing so that we can do the thing and then we'll be the thing. But, and this is what I've learned, you are the child of the Most High. You don't have to do anything. You have to be. Then you'll know what to do. We start taking action and we think, oh, when I change circumstances, then... And we're constantly trying to control things out there. And we can't control anything out there. What we have control over is in here. And it's in the being. Are you being your highest self? Are you being your best self in all that you do? Or are you trying to escape the life that you have co-created with God? And understand this, if you know they've co-created it, that's a gift because now you know that you can co-create something else. But for the for how however long you're trying to change circumstances and things and thinking something out there needs to change, you're missing the opportunity to go inwards. I did that for decades. And I'm like, that's that's why I do what I do and why I feel like I do it so well. When you have a conversation with me, you know that I'm like, wait, why would you even waste a second? Why would you waste a second? I wasted so long whilst I would go back and do it all over again because every single, every single one of those moments has led me to this point where I'm living a life of watching dreams unfold. I wasted so much time escaping my life, watching reality TV, trying to drown out what was going on in here. You've got it twisted. So we be to do, to have. When you be, then you do, then you have. So I think it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm over here knocking over stuff. I'm glad I was on mute. But um, so you made me think, a couple of episodes back, we had Lindsay and her episode was talking about being free to be, mm. right? And then a couple of weeks ago, we had Candace and she was talking about um, well-being, you know, because everybody's in the wellness space. And she's like, no, it's about being the well-being. And as you were talking, it just made me flash back to um, those two episodes because you're so very right. And I've met people along this journey and I'm just like, you know, they're, they, they stay in a state of intoxication in some type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what are you running from? This life right here can be whatever you want it to be. And you're always trying to be in an alternate reality to escape this one. And it's like, but it can be whatever you want it to be. And you're not trying to be. And even when you're in that altered state, you're conformed to whatever it chooses to be. Because at one minute you're seeing ducks and the next minute you're like floating, but it's whatever that substance has, has chosen for you. You're not making any choices to be. And so I've always, I don't want to say feel bad, but I always felt for those individuals um, because being, you know, perceived as the black sheep or going against the grain and doing things differently and doing what you feel is best for you can be a lonely journey, but it's so, so empowering when, when things start to unfold and like you said, you're living the dream and no longer dreaming about how you want to live. So I, ugh, oh, that was so, 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 so good. Oh my goodness. 
we recorded this it's like we, we, we every time we do this we this is a kind of conversation Jatia and I have all the, all time. the time <laughs> all the time and it's just yes like when you understand that you can create life to be however you want it to be look Patrice talks about this right and we both we both now coach for Patrice Washington I still like that's that's a journey that I'm on right now and Patrice talks about this that we come created for purpose on purpose by purpose like we couldn't be truer we are we absolutely are now here's the thing when we aren't doing for when we are constantly being told how to think versus think for ourselves and we're following one news cycle after the next after the next after the next they're feeding you what you need what they require you to be told so that you remain in a certain level of consciousness they feed into the uncertainty that we don't like feeling and so when and we don't like feeling it because we like to feel safe this is all an ancestral thing um, and we can talk about it we'll delve into that but they they tap they they leave you feeling uncertain now here's the thing we require uncertainty in order to grow because if you were certain then it wouldn't be growth you wouldn't be digging into and delving in for something deeper drawing something deeper from within you or deep from within you if you were certain about the thing and so uncertainty is necessary but we don't know how to handle it. We've been taught that uncertainty is a bad thing. And we also have a basic human need for certainty. Or uh, so we have the, the basic human need of security and the basic human need of uncertainty. And because we don't know how to handle those things, we start to intoxicate ourselves with stuff and substances and all of those things and we have no idea how we function we have no idea what we're connected to we have no idea that everything in the universe is designed to grow and serve including you and the reason you are drowning yourself in whatever the substance might be and there is zero judgment here because I drowned myself out with pills prescription I was a pill junkie I was taking I think it might be called oxycontin there but codeine 30 over 500 that's what it is over here that's what I was taking with a shot of vodka at night every other night in order to be able to go to sleep that's what I was doing to get out of my own head so there is zero judgment here the reason we drown out that voice is because we don't understand that we are designed to grow and serve and we are frustrated because we don't know that that's what we're designed to do, that that inner voice is trying to get your attention. So you're not living purposefully, you're not living with intention and then you drown out whatever's going on in here and you're missing that purpose piece you're missing that part of you that requires fulfillment and that part of you that requires fulfillment isn't going to come from any substance anything any person any place it's going to come from you going inwards to draw from within you what that voice is trying to get your attention for so going back to one of the things that you said was that the path can be lonely it really, really can. And that is a gift to be okay with your solitude. Because in your solitude is where you understand that you're not lonely at all. You've got God. That God is, is looking for you to be a, a vessel for the highest expression of God that you can be. That's your purpose. All that God is looking to do is say, let's experience life together. Let's do it. 
you get to experiment with God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> I started taking notes because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to forget. Okay. So not many people know this yet, but this is kind of like, I guess, a teaser. Um, I'm planning a retreat. Um, and the retreat is so I have the Confident and Courageous Clarity Conference, and that's the professional piece. And I want to do a retreat for the personal piece, right? And especially for, again, my multi-passionates, because you touched on the first thing of being forced into this box by others, right? And that's what creates that uncertainty, because Mm -hmm. for so long, in my opinion, I feel like most multi-passionates are visionaries, right? And whatever the visions are and the dreams that we have, they are world changing. And because it's on such a massive level, normally everybody in your area code and zip code don't think that way. And again, that lonely journey, right? And so you have the masses trying to force you into this box so that they don't have to grow and expand and be greater and be better, right? Or they don't have to um, step out on fear and actually embrace the dreams and visions that they're having because they're so scared because they are so massive, right? And so for those that are courageous and confident enough to say, hey, this is how I see the world, And this is what I can do to make the world a better place. Everybody else around you is like, no, you shouldn't do it that way. You should do it this way. And so then you start to think that you are the one that's like weird, right? And the oddball out. And so you're like, well, maybe I should, you know, convert and conform. And over the years, your light starts to dim and you allow yourself to try to fit into this box that you're way too big for. You're way too big for it, right? And so instead of just being who you're created to be and making them level up and making them step out on faith and in fear to go and be greater and do things and be world-changing, right? Be that trailblazer and that visionary. So that's the first thought I had when you said that. And then you said um, that alone time and that solitude time. So I'm always saying, you know, let me bump my head for you guys. Let me share the lessons that I finally learned. Because until you learn them, you're going to go back through the cycle in some way, shape, form, or fashion and repeat the lesson, okay, every single time. But with that, I found myself actually into a forced solitude, right? And the thing about that was I tried to avoid it. I was like, no, let me hang out with friends. Let me do da 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 But the great thing about that is, and what I also now know is the scary thing about that for others is that it allows you in my head how I visualize it is like you're sitting in a landfill but it's a landfill of all of your poop (laughs) and for so long because you were running away from it you didn't smell how funky it really was but now that you have to sit in this landfill of all of your poop and all of your baggage and all of your crap you're sitting around like well it might have been me It maybe wasn't everybody else, right? And for so many people, I noticed that instead of, since you don't have anything else to do while you're sitting in this landfill, instead of starting to organize it and go through it and clean it up and throw some stuff away and say, I don't want this anymore and turn your poop into fertilizer, people continue to just run away. But when you turn that into fertilizer, it allows you to grow. It allows you to grow stronger, bigger, and better so that you can continue on in purpose. And then last but not least, um, during that time of me being in my own landfill, that's when I felt like God was forcing me to be like, you don't need anybody else but me. And not that you don't need community because community is part of that, right? But you don't need anybody else but me because I remember specifically I was that was around the time I was starting my nonprofit and um God 
And I do say God ended this relationship or this friendship that I had had for 30 plus years, right? And I'm and I know for a lot of people, when you start to share friends and family, it hurts, but they're being replaced by the people that you need on the journey that you're taking, right? And I was like, dang it, that person is the perfect uh, target population for my nonprofit. And I wanted to reach out and make a phone call and ask a question because I wanted the nonprofit to be great. And God was like, nope, you don't need that person. That's why I removed that person. All you do is ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> so you touched on so many things that I can so relate to because during that transformation is when I did dive back into, because I was going to church, right? But it was more of not just um, being of the word or of God, but being in it, right? And taking that time to do a devotional and read and study or whatever the case may be. And that was a shift. And that is when Patrice came into my world. And that's a whole nother story for another day, how that happened. Friend randomly. Let's have that conversation sometime. But yes, less because it was, it was shout out to Jessica Webb, random, but um, but yeah. So you touched on so many things, and so with the retreat, I want to bring people to the things specifically multi passionate entrepreneurs to help them become what they always knew and felt they were destined to be, even though they've been forced to show up or conditioned. I won't say forced to show up as what they currently are, and to help them become who they know they're destined to be deep down inside. I think that's beautiful. What a mission to have. I think that that's, that's my kind of, I love that. I love conversing with other women that are in that space of, I figured out what works. I figured out a truth. I figured out the truth. And the truth is it doesn't matter what name you call God by. The truth is that you understand that God is real and that God is all that there is. If you know that, then we're chilling. The thing is, the world has conditioned us to be what the world requires us to be so that, for example, the school system. The school system is a very outdated system and the school system is not designed to create smart, educated, well-informed people. It's designed to create factory workers for the last industrial revolution. Our kids aren't taught to be free thinkers. In fact, if they're too free thinking, they're told that they have some form of ailment and that they need medication. And I, I don't say this stuff lightly. I say this because I lived as a pill junkie for so long, thinking somebody else had my answers. And so then when you choose to grow, what happens is you're showing people that it requires, because in order to elevate in consciousness, you require strength and courage. And that means taking responsibility for your own poop. And then there are people that have been that way also alongside you, been your companions on this journey of looking at your landfill, not being able to smell your own poop, but then comparing your landfill to other people's landfills and saying, oh yeah, forget mine. It's not about mine. I know mine is good because I am good, but it's everyone else's. And so then when you are no longer sitting with company that you go to their landfill or they come to your landfill and they say, look at everyone else's poop. When you stop doing that because you're now mindful of what's going on inside your head, what you're talking about is frequency because everything is energy. Everything in the universe is energy. Energy vibrates at varying frequencies. When we say that our vibe attracts our tribe, that is what we're talking about our vibration, our feelings, our emotions, this is the vibrational chart, our feelings, what we do, our thoughts, everything is a vibration. So it's understanding that. So then what happens is you're elevating and you're turning up your frequency 
and they are on a lower frequency. This is not, again, a judgment nor a pedestal moment. This isn't that. This is saying they are on their own journey, but the universe, God, is requiring that you go on your journey. You did not come with other people. You came alone. So it's you. Who are you? But here's what happens. When you start taking responsibility for your own crap, you are showing them responsibility, your ability to respond, respond ability. This is, you scare people. You scare yeah. people when you choose yourself. But again, that, that, that feeling of feeling frightened, if we understand what that is, that is literally a central nervous response. We all have it. We feel unsafe, we feel uncertain, we feel like our security is being threatened and we retreat, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. We've got to understand that, that we're part of something bigger. It's not about anyone or anything else. It's about us. Whether or not you, I, I, I was reflecting on it today. I've done some crappy things in my life. I broke my sister's nose. I have done some crappy things in my life. But I can't beat myself up today with what I know today on what I did when I was 17. Most of us have gotten stuck in the story of the past and we're missing the now moment. And we're missing it because we're stuck in a box with other people. The instructions of how to get outside of the box are on the outside of the box and we need to start doing something more. So good. <laughs> That's so good. They are on the outside of the box. Oh my goodness. That is so good. So it means doing something that, that no one else has done. But that also means that it's drawing again, saying that it's drawing something deeper from, from deeper within you. And that means standing on the shoulders of giants. There are people that have proceeded. There are people that have done it. There are people that have done it. And we get to stand on their shoulders. Something you said was that we can't do it alone. No, we can't. We no one can do it for us. Understand, no one can do it for us. But we can't do it alone. And that's where you understand that God is working through us all. And who is for you will come to you and who isn't will step away from you. You don't need to ask people to leave. You can tell them where you stand and then let them make the decision. But that's got nothing to do with you. What other people think about you is none of your business. What you think about you is what counts. That is so true. And, you know, I always tell people, and, and now you've just made it make sense, like I had an aha moment, because I'm always saying, it takes just as much energy for you to vibrate down to a lower frequency to meet people as it does for them to vibrate higher to meet you. And both of you guys end up exhausted. And it's only fair if you call this person, you know, your friend, your family, and you love them, and they're vibrating on a lower frequency to leave them be who and where they are, right? And then if they decide they want to meet you one day, cool. But we're too busy, a lot of us, trying to pull and drag them along that is weighing us down from purpose and destiny and helping those that we're meant to serve and help. And they're filling a seat of others who are supposed to go on this journey with you to help you go over there quicker, faster, sooner, which is what you want to do anyway. You're ready to be over there, but you're trying to drag people along, people and things, right? And so to just let go and let God and see what happens, right? They may come, they may not. And if not, that's okay, right? And so we're not out here to save everybody, we're just out here to serve a certain population. And that population wants to receive what we have to give. The population that doesn't, let go and let God. So Ooh. when you were talking about that, I was like, that is so, and when, once you accept that about that person and yourself, then you're free to like really go on the journey. 
million percent million percent like the we all have our own paths and we've got this here's the thing part of the reason why we try and pull people up with us people that don't want to come up we have no right to ask people to come up either but we feel like we we have to be the one no one of my coaches has said this before you are the example or the invitation or the warning to people and that's all you can be so you can't drag people up but the again we're here to grow and serve as you grow you will be inclined to and you'll be guided to what you need to do to serve now part of the reason why we try and pull people up with us has to do with our own desire for safety for comfort for we want our security and we want our familiarity again it all goes back to our ancestral times when we were hunter gatherers and we needed all of these things we no longer need things the same way but we are living like we do and so it's not about pulling anyone up it's about you working on you and those that are meant to be a part of your frequency on that frequency will align with you those that aren't won't let me give you let me give you an example and this can be in so many ways there are so many relationships that i even yesterday i had a very uh, challenging conversation but it was one that i felt i needed to have and i've left the ball in somebody's court now that's entirely up to them i'm at peace with my decision so utterly at peace because i know what aligns with me what my values are and that i have changed so much that i will not have anybody come into my world and view me and want me to view myself as the version of me that i was when i was a teenager because that teenager had her own issues she had her own troubles and she was just handling it the best she could with what she did at the time and i won't have anybody try and tell me that i don't know myself and so i have made i've made certain decisions now i love people but i i've got to learn to love me more and this journey ultimately by the way is about self love and self worth and as people of color we have so much trauma written into our central nervous system and we've been conditioned to believe that we are in we are not valuable that we have um that we are somehow less than that we are somehow unworthy that we are somehow not good enough that somehow by the way we were we were meant the reason our lands were colonized was because we required civilization but my friends we come from the lands of kings and queens we didn't require civilization civilization they required what we had and what we had was wisdom about the self we had wisdom about how we are in tune with something so much bigger and so this feeling of not feeling worthy come it's another person's idea so kind of went off on a tangent then but that's i don't know where i was going with that but that's that's all i have to say <laughs> still taking notes over here cuz i was like rewinding just a little bit when you were like um it's not about you, right? There's so many things that aren't about you. And I tell people all the time too, it's like don't take it personally. Like when people withdraw what it's it's probably nine times out of 10 not about you. It's about something to do with the, themselves, right? And then when you were like you can't tell me about about me and try to make me feel like I am that person that once was. And I another aha moment because I I was wondering why I get so irritated when people male specifically try to tell me about me right because they clump most females into this bucket and they're like oh females then but and I'm like no I said what I meant I meant what I said <laughs> like, I don't play these games of yes means no and vice versa right and so. that is it because you can't tell me about me and expect me to believe your version of me that's not me and i'm not going to sit here and try to force you to understand me and so many people do that especially um you know some of the things that has happened in life the past year or two right and so with that transition 
so many people are like, I know you, you, that I'm like, you don't have a clue <laughs> because this person standing before you has so much more knowledge, so much more wisdom and so much more experience in so many different areas and aspects of life that she can't possibly be who she once was. Not even if I try, but the difference is I'm not trying to hold on to that person because I have so much more peace being this person because I know, I know that I know that I know that I know. And that level of certainty that you were talking about gives peace that like I've never experienced before. So you can't tell me about me based on who she once was because she is not, and Erica by, I mean, not Erica by, do recently Lauren Hill, I posted this, was at a concert and she was like, you're just meeting me for the first time because I'm just meeting me for the first time. And I'm getting to know me as this person today for the first time, because the more you experience, the more you be, the more you do, you can't, you can't possibly go back to the person you once were. Mm. Oh my days. You have let go of the version of you that you once were. I have let, they want you to hold on to her. They want you to hold on to her because you'll see their safety is attached to it, right? And so the, I just want to go back to something that you said. The reason people, it's not about you, it's about them. Projection is perception. They're perceiving the world and they're projecting that outwards. It's not about you. And let me tell you, nobody can make you feel a thing. We've got to get out of this idea that people make us feel a thing. No one can go within you. Your feelings you experience on the inside. If I say to you, Jatia, think of one of your happiest moments. You have to go within and find your happy moment. Jatia, find your most terrifying moment. You have to go within and find that. It's within you. Now, let me give you the example that I, I, I hope this lands because let me tell you, when my, when my mentors and coaches used to say this to me and I was in the middle of a breakdown, I wanted to throw things at them. I wanted to throw things at them because taking responsibility is hard. Exactly. It's hard. Um, but they would say, nobody makes you feel a thing. You make yourself feel the thing. Let me give you an example. I have a dog, I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. He's gorgeous, but they have been bred as fighting dogs by people. So it's the trainers, it's not the dog. Now, when we go out, my dog's a really good looking dog. And let me tell you, I'm one of those parents. I would show you the picture, um, but he is a really beautiful dog. I should have one on my desk. But when we, when we go out, people will say, wow, your dog is so beautiful. He's so friendly, love, can, can we play with him? And then we have other reactions, which is, and we've had this, your dog belongs on a lead, your dog does not belong out, your dog is a fighting dog. I've had people literally start on me about my dog. So the meaning, each of them is giving my dog, the stimuli is the same, but they've got two separate meanings. So it's the meaning that we assign to something that makes us feel a certain thing. One went into fear, and fight and flight and one and others went into their joy their center and so I just want I just really want people to understand that like your freedom is understanding that you you can choose how you feel understand you can you can choose now here's the thing something you said was that you've done the work to get you have done the work Jatia to get to where you are spiritually emotionally mentally and physically it's it's You've built the spiritual muscle. Faith is a, is a muscle, just like muscle. It requires resistance. Muscle requires resistance to grow. So does faith. We go through life thinking, oh, no, it's meant to be easy. Listen, if you didn't have the, the, the peaks, you wouldn't know what the, the, the lows were. And if you weren't in the lows, you wouldn't know that this exists. How are you ever going to know to climb between the two? This necessary you build muscle on your way up. And then when you come up again, you know that there is a universal principle known as a law of rhythm. This will keep on happening. Is this, Patrice says it, my mind was not broken. Your mind isn't broken. Your mind is a, an asset waiting to be used. Use it wisely so you can 
you can experience this gift of life no matter what your story is no matter whether you're one of those people that's complained whether you're one of those complete people that was complaining about others no matter what it is no matter what it is that you've done you have for as long as you have breath in your lungs and you have a beat behind your heart you have the opportunity to create something new so choose it's a choice mm, yes 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 okay you said so much okay so the projection no let's rewind you said nobody can make you feel anything and the thing is is that again we've been conditioned right because what I, one of the biggest things i learned when i got a job um in in the dc area right it was very quick it's like it's two months da, 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 and two months i was moving right and so literally everybody around me was loving out of fear and all of it and at the time i was an adjunct professor, I was working retail and I still had my side. Like I was doing all the things because I was in survival mode to survive, right? Because it was only paying so much. And all of a sudden I was hearing things like, oh, you can make that here. Why are you going to move all the way there? You don't know anybody there. Do, aren't you afraid to go? And all the things, because they, the projection that you were saying was they were fearful, right? And I was so ready to go that I was like, I don't care. And I'm the type of person that is like, I'm not going to have egg on my face. So we're going to, we're going to make this happen regardless. Right. Had no clue. The cost of living was like 10 times more when I accepted the, the salary. Right. But I say all that to say, I could have accepted their projection, but I rejected it. And I went anyway. And that was the moment in time in life that things changed. Like drastically changed my whole world was opened up to a whole bunch of brand new things and some of my closest and dearest friends I met at that transition in life because I chose not to accept their projection I rejected it and so it's hard when it's coming from people in that you love or that you respect or that you care about to reject their opinions um or reject their advice right? Because these are people you love and respect. They love you, right? Why would they want to tell you not to do something that would be good for you? But you also have to realize that these people are human and they are loving out of fear most times. It's all about their perception. I um, had a pit bull. My brother has my, my dog's brother, right? And so um, that's now my new baby. But of course, pit bulls have the same exact uh view from people as your dog right and so it's like some are like that's a dangerous dog they're the most loving biggest babies like it it makes no sense he'll probably lick you to death before he even bites you right um because they're such loving dogs um and so when you said that i was like oh that's good and so then you also said um the oh you have to be an example an invitation or a warning. I was like, that is gold because that's what it is. And it's hard to be that example, um, especially when you get to the age that you're parenting the parents, so to speak, right? Um, that you're the younger one being the example, um, but standing on the shoulders of those who've done it before you allows you to be that inspiration. And a lot of people conform to that fear and decide not to, but be the the example, inspiration, invitation, or the warning. That was so good. Okay, I'm gonna shut up because we actually had so many things that we were like, we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just talk with you. We literally just touched on, like, there's, there is so much. We should have a part two, I guess. I think we're gonna have to. <laughs> um, see, here's the thing you and we spoke about it in the beginning in order to elevate in consciousness you require strength and courage like this is known as the map of consciousness oh this is known as the map of consciousness and i i talk about it in 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 my course but it's basically muscle testing that we've done that doctor that we've done that there's a doctor known as um 
Dr. David Hawkins, sorry, went out of my head there for a second, but he did testing um, on muscles and the, the impact of lower end emotions on muscles. And so what they found is the lower end emotions actually weaken the muscles because it's all energy. Everything in the universe is energy. Energy vibrates at varying frequencies. You said it earlier, people act out of fear. Fear is heavy. It's dark. When you come down to this, you're depleted. You're depleted. And higher energies can usurp lower energies. That's what gratitude and meditation did. That's why I elevated so quickly. The higher energies depleted the lower energies. Like these were usurped by this. Anyway, so they did, he did testing. And so what he found is that scarcity lives in fear. Abundance lives in here. Abundance lives in God consciousness. Again, it doesn't matter what you call it. Abundance lives, like you, you, you have access to the purse strings of God. Like, you're, you're, <laughs> we, 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 um, but we don't allow ourselves to experience this because we're like, oh yeah, but fear. Oh yeah, but conformity. Oh yeah, but familiarity. Oh yeah, but comfort. Oh yeah, but security. Tell me over the last two years, who has had security unless you're free here? What, what has your good government job or your good job or your, your house that you've mortgaged to the hill? What good is that security doing for you over the last couple of years? So any, any low moment is an opportunity to display courage and strength and say, I'm going to delve into something deeper and I'm going to climb out of this and I'm going to access my highest self, my abundant self, my most powerful self. And so that's what it requires, strength and courage to choose change. You chose change. It did not matter. It did not matter. And the reason people will try and talk you out of it and give you advice, it's always from a loving place, but it's to keep you safe. That's it, because that's all they know. And like I was saying, I remember where we were going earlier. Our families have so much trauma that they have passed down to us. We are the, the emotional cord breakers. That's us. They weren't afforded that ab ability. They weren't. Our lands were invaded. Our people were sold. We weren't afforded that. They weren't afforded that ability. But we are. Yes. Our sovereignty begins within us. It begins here. Now, here's the thing. Something that you said was that you rejected the ideas. Understand that you have the power to reject an idea. The same way you choose to accept it or reject it. And that goes for the news as well. You get to choose to accept or reject the idea. And I don't care, by the way, right wing or left wing. I don't care. They both belong to the same bird don't get so that's not what this is about this is about you your sovereignty not what other people are telling you about you your liberation begins within you when you start changing within you that's when out there is going to start to change out there can't change until you change what's going on in here and that requires you to step into your courage your faith and choose to accept or reject an idea it, it means choosing a new experience because that, that feeling of feeling fearful comes from your brain has no reference for the thing that you're asking of it. So you need to give it a reference. That's where vision, you said it, successful people are visionaries. They, uh, I don't know the exact um, line from the Bible, so forgive me, but Without, without a vision, the, the people shall perish or something along those lines. If you don't have a vision for your life, where are you going? If you don't have a vision for your life, somebody else is going to have a vision for your life. And so the only reason you and I are doing the things we're doing, we're having the conversations we're having is because we're choosing the vision over the fear every single time. We, the, we know that the vision requires faith. And so it's just about, we might be a few years on, but we're here to give you permission the same way 
give you permission to give yourself permission, by the way. We're nobody to give you permission. But the same way the people that led the path before us have been doing for us. So that thing that you want that is terrifying you, the reason it's scary is because the mind is trying to keep you safe and because your brain has no reference for it. So have a vision for your life and allow yourself to believe that God has your back and then move forward in faith. Embrace the discomfort. A child is not born without flipping pain. So allow the pain and birth that new idea. It ain't easy. I'm going through it myself right now. I'm at, Patrice Washington, as you know, announced me as a faith coach. Now, I think yeah. we know, <laughs> as we know, I love faith. I'll talk all things faith. God, God is, God is my everything. Like there's no other way to put it. I am flipping terrified. I am so scared because I'm like, I hope I turn up for her and serve for her. And then I have to remind myself, oh yes, I'm a vessel. Trust God, have the intention. What is my purpose? You see, you apply it all. My central nervous system is like, oh, we've not done this before and you're going to have, you're going to do this. And And it's like, I reject, I reject, I reject, I reject. Oh, I accept that one. I can do this. I accept that and I'm going to latch onto this because I know this comes from God. God, listen, when God is telling you no, God will tell you no in a loving manner, even when God is telling you off. You all know that that comes from God. But when your ego is telling you no, it will go straight to fear. It will go straight to there. It will get you right your knees. So you need to be able to tap into something bigger. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm experiencing the same thing that anyone else does. And I'm like, let's go. So what am I doing? I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm saying gratitude for the thing as if it's already happened because I trust that my vision's already done. And I converse with my people and I say, hey, bam, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And then I smile this hard. And now, you know, I'm always telling you, I'll be excited until you catch up with me <laughs> because the fear is real, right? And that's where the whispers of doubt start to kick in and you can either accept them or reject them, right? And you're you're so right. I literally just told someone, oh, I was talking to um, Ulysses the other day and I was saying how um, you I serve faith-based, Right multi-passionate or visionary entrepreneurs. And I make sure that I say faith-based because again, to me, it doesn't matter to me what you call him, but I need you to believe in something higher when things in life happen that don't make sense. Because uh, there's so many things I used to always say, it's too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. And that's when I know is divine, right? And so... But with that comes that fear. It comes that ego. So when you said earlier you have um, the purse, you're you're attached to the purse strings of God. I was like, oh, because doing this retreat, the vision is so massive. It is so great, and I'm already like, you know, we're gonna need about half, uh, one point five to two mil to make this happen. <laughs> Where is this coming from? You know, and I'm like sponsorship, did it, and I'm like, I'm having that internal battle from that ego of Jatia, can you do this to let go and let God and he'll make it happen. We're going to ask either they say no, or they say, yeah. Right. But we're going to ask, because like you said, we're attached to those purse strings, but the fear is there regardless. So yes, my friend has expressed that she is deathly afraid, but at the end of the day, I'm super excited because I know you're going to show up as you and what I feel when I talk to you, everybody else will too. How enlightened I am when I talk to you, everybody else will too. And I just need you to come and be and do Capri. And everybody's going to be like, Capri. And so they're going to feel how I feel. So I'm excited while you're in fear, but I won't. And that's why you need community because how you said earlier, you're protective, right? 
And so, well, she said that, guys, before we started talking, (laughs) before we started recording, but I'm overly protective of my friends, too. And so when you have a community that's true and genuine and authentic and loving without judgment, right, I'm not going to allow you to stop in fear because friends don't do that. I'm going to just, you do, 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 because once you put one foot in front of the other, eventually you're just going to start running. And so um, that's why I'll, I'll be excited over here until you catch up with me in the excitement, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm also, I, I want you to know, I completely understand. And this yeah. is I love that you've said this. Fear presents in the body the same way excitement does and so Mm. you have the ability to choose how this feels and I'm choosing to be excited and enjoy and gratitude I'm still utterly grateful for it Mm. and I wouldn't change it for the world the reason the nerves are kicking in is because this is such a big part of my dream and this is this is what I've worked for. And I actually put this in my vision a couple of years ago. So I know that my vision is coming to fruition. It's just terrifying. So, but it's also exciting. It's, here's the thing, a goal should terrify you and it should excite you. And that is growth, right? Cause you know, it, 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 it is. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but this episode with Capreet was so good that we talked forever. So that is why this episode is split into part one and part two. I hope you glean a lot of nuggets from part one. Leave a review, comment on social media, let us know what you think. What were your aha moments? And be sure to come back for part two, because it gets even better. If in just this short period of time in this episode, you've fallen in love with Capri as much as I love her, be sure to follow her on all the platforms. Her links are listed in the show notes, and I think her favorite playground is Instagram. At least that's where I talk to her the most. Be sure to go tell her what you thought about this episode. Last but not least, we've officially reached halftime of third quarter. Have you started planning for 2023? If not, it's not too late. Download your Plan to Win Clarity Workbook today. Links in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.